0: Hey, happy Friday night. Talking into my phone on the couch. Exactly where I want to be. I'm exactly where I want to be. This is a good place to be. Sometimes I don't like talking on the couch. I've gone on at length about that. Uh, When you're sitting on the couch, it does something different. I'm more of a chair guy. But uh, since my mom passed and I have her couch, I do spend a lot more time late at night on the couch. But sitting on a couch, it gets you into the couch thinking. You start acting like a person who's sitting on a couch. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. Uh, There's a couple memories I have early in life. And I, I would actually, I would categorize these. I would file these under the first times I remember being gossiped about. Not horrible gossip. But just my first memories as a young child, (laughs) remembering somebody, overhearing somebody gossiping about me. And this might be the first one, it's hard to put them in order, but the first time, I had a kindergarten class, and you know, as you'd expect from kindergarten, they would give you worksheets that had outlines of objects, and you colored them in, like a page out of a coloring book. And uh, we we got this worksheet in kindergarten, and it had a school bus on it, and you were supposed to color in the school bus. And I think the idea is that you were supposed to color them in a certain color, <laughs> as you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, as you'd expect, you, you were supposed to color them in a certain color. But no, I mean, I think the idea is that, like, if, if it's an apple, you color it red or green or whatever. But it was a school bus, and I colored it in orange, Because when I saw school buses, as long as I've been alive, school buses are more orange than they are yellow. Even though that idea of a yellow school bus has been burned into our brains, like you never hear people say, oh, an orange school bus. You hear people say a yellow school bus. We mentally associate school buses with yellow. Even though the school buses in this part of the country, the way they've always been since I was a kid they're more of an orange. To be fair, they're kind of a half orange. They're kind of part orange, part yellow, but there's a little bit of red in there. They put a little bit of red in there. And as a result, my opinion, and I think it is open to interpretation, is that school buses are more of an orange yellow than a yellow orange. So I colored the school bus orange on this worksheet and turned it in. It's amazing that that was an assignment. You know, like you're in kindergarten and the assignment is to just color something in and then give it to the teacher. But after I turned it in, I I walked by these two girls, like not directly by them. I was a few feet away and I knew them. Like one of the girls was a longtime family friend, like I had known her since I was born. And the other girl was just, you know, like a neighborhood girl. Like these are girls that I knew, didn't have any problems with them nice girls, very nice, like really sweet, down-to-earth, nice girls from good homes, good families. But I heard one of the girls say to the other girl, in sort of a whisper, and kind of a hushed tone, she's like, did you see Eric's school bus? He colored it orange. Like I didn't use the yellow crayon, the yellow crayon, I colored it orange. And that was worth gossiping about. And you could tell that she knew, even though this is very early in life, like you could tell that she was sharing something scandalous. Like she didn't say, Oh Eric, he colored it orange. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that cool? You could tell it was like she was up she was letting this other girl know. And this isn't a grudge. <laughs> this isn't this isn't something that I've held on to. And I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe oh, can you believe what they did to me? can you believe what they did to me? You know, it's not like that. It just, it stood out to me at the time because I think it was the first time I ever remember one of my peers doing that. Cause you're not going to have many experiences like that. You know, up until kindergarten, like what you're in preschool, you play with kids in the neighborhood, you have friends, but there aren't that many opportunities like, and you're, and you're four years old, but you know, it just shows you that that way of thinking starts around that age, around five years old. You go to school, and that girl saw that I colored the school bus orange and gossiped about it. And I wasn't even mad at the time. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even upset about, about it at the time. It was more just kind of this thought of like, oh, wow, she cared enough to notice that and tell somebody else. And not only that, in my opinion, I chose an accurate color. Like, yeah, maybe we were expected to color it in yellow-yellow. But when I look at a school bus, I don't think I'm wrong for seeing the color orange. In this part of the country, you know, and I've, I've seen old school buses. I've seen photos and video of old school buses. And I admit, school buses used to be more of a straight yellow. But over time for whatever reason it was an interesting decision that they were like let's throw a little red in it we're going to do we're going to do what we call throwing a little red into the paint. And by the time I was of age I think the school buses were more orange. In fact, I think I'm going to use my lifeline and just look up school bus. One of the best Google searches that I've ever done is just school bus. School bus. Yeah, we looked at his search history after the arrest, and we discovered that he looked up school bus. Yeah, right away, I mean, I I see, I see orange. I see a couple that are more yellow, but I'm also seeing some that, you know, you wouldn't be wrong for calling this orange. You wouldn't be wrong for coloring it in orange. But I admit, I'll readily admit, it's kind of an orange-yellow what we call orange yellow. But there are some here, like in these search results, I'm seeing some that you would definitely categorize as orange. Like it's the color of a frickin', like the fruit, an orange, which seems to be our standard, right? We named the color after the fruit, right? Or do we name the fruit after the color? Chicken or the egg? Orange or the orange? But I can tell you the school buses we had in my school district growing up, they were more on the orange side. But it was worth gossiping about. Because the idea was, the reason she was gossiping is not because like school buses look so yellow to the naked eye that it's crazy not to color it in yellow. She knew that we were supposed to color it in yellow. Like that idea of the yellow school bus... ...was so ingrained in us, even by that age, because they say it all the time. There are things that they just say to kids. Like, they'll read, like, weird, like, children's books say that shit. Children bu- children's books are always, like, the yellow school bus, the The wheels on the, on the yellow school bus. The school bus. But it was, like, it was so ingrained in you that, like, school buses are yellow... That you just color it in yellow. And two, the selection of crayons. I remember this. This is a vivid kindergarten memory that I still have. And the crayons that we had, like the yellow was like that light yellow. Kind of a bright light yellow. Like really not very pleasurable to even use it. So I avoided using it to begin with. I'm breaking down all the psychology to it here. Because I avoided using the yellow crayon in any situation because it was very light you could barely see it it wasn't very pleasurable to color things in with it but the real motivation was is that like if you never told me that school buses are yellow and that i'm supposed to use the yellow crayon for this assignment and you just showed me that, that color and asked me what it was i'm going to tell you it's kind of a light orange it's on the orange side of yellow if there's a border between yellow and orange, it's a little bit more on the orange side, in my opinion. Like I could understand if I colored it some zany non-school bus color. Like if I got really zany and unique and I was like, oh, I'm going to color the school bus turquoise. I'm going to be an individual and I'm going to color the school bus Turquoise. You know, I could, I could see that a little more. I could see somebody being like, "Did you see Eric? He colored in his school bus blue. He he colored in the school bus purple. What does he think? It's some kind of hippie bus." But to the naked eye, my opinion was that these school buses are on the orange side of the yellow-orange border. It's a lot like the Ukrainian-Russian border. But it just shows you that like that idea is implanted in you so early that it's like you will ignore what you see with your naked eye because you know the expectation is to color in the school bus yellow, even if orange is more accurate. This is important. <laughs> this is important to me. And you know what? (laughs) That moment impacted me so much that like, for example, there's a a little community college here. It's a beautiful campus, beautiful campus. And I'll occasionally go there to walk and it's right by a school bus. It's like the school bus depot. You heard a home depot. Well, this is the school bus depot. It's where they keep all the school buses that are either being worked on or not in use or whatever. I don't, I don't even know what the explanation is, but there's like 80 school buses in this giant lot surrounded by barbed wire and it's right next to the community college so I'll go walk there and I'll just I I always make an effort to go look at the school buses just because it's so bizarre to see that many school buses in one place it's totally on their own abandoned I've never seen a human being there they don't seem to have a human being who hangs out at the bus depot at the school bus depot But what I can tell you is they're all pretty orange. But every time I see a school bus, I I pay attention to the color. That was 30 years ago. That was like 31 years ago. And I still think about the color of school buses. I still feel a little bit defensive, even though I didn't hold a grudge. I remember her gossiping in a hushed tone because it just shows you that, like, we know when we're gossiping that it's something you shouldn't do. And so even as a <coughs> even as a five year old you say it in a hushed tone. It just shows you that that's kind of built into us to feel some sense of shame when we're talking about somebody. I wonder if she remembers. Now she was a good person. She was, she was a really sweet person actually. My family knew her forever and uh, I got invited to her birthday party in seventh grade which was like the first seventh grade was the first year that boys started getting invited to girls parties it was when boy girl birthday parties started happening and so I went to her birthday party and I went to go take a piss and the door to the bathroom was open like it was open it was not closed. It wasn't, it wasn't closed but unlocked. You can see where this is going. It was actually open. It wasn't like fully open. There were like, you know, but it, it, there were, but it wasn't like close to being closed either. There was a big gap. Like to the point where it's like, and you don't know how families are. Like there are families that, there are, there are weird families that just close their bathroom doors entirely when nobody's in there. And you don't know if anybody's actually in the bathroom or not. That's not the kind of family I had. Like, we don't keep our bathroom doors closed. But then there are families that... Like, our, our family just left the door however you would naturally leave a door open. And there really is kind of a culture, a subculture within families. Like, how you deal with the bathroom door. And my family, like, you open the door... You leave the bathroom and then you just leave the door the way it was. I guess if you're doing some, you know, if, if you're doing a particular thing in there, if you're if you're going to the bathroom in a certain way, I'm not going to get too specific. You might close it or, or close it a little bit. You know what I'm getting at. You don't want people to smell anything. You know that's a that's a different story. That's a little bit different. That's extenuating circumstances. And I don't like to talk about bathroom stuff. I don't like to talk about that stuff. But this story involves a bathroom. But, you know, you don't... And you don't know... And I should also add, we were a family that, like, we closed the door. No, you know, to be fair, actually, my mom was the kind of person... This is true with women in general. I've had girlfriends who were like this as well. Where women, for whatever reason if they're comfortable around you, like they're your mom or your girlfriend or, or something like that, they'll uh, they'll leave the door, they won't like leave the door wide open, but they'll like, if they're just, you know, what they call peeing, very feminine term, peeing, going pee. That's, that's how women and children talk about it. But uh, if they're peeing, They'll kind of, like, not fully close the door for whatever reason. I don't know why. But I have noticed many women who I'm comfortable with will kind of do that. And I don't think that's just me. I don't think that's something they do just because I'm me. I think it's something women tend to do. But in general, like, my family was like a close-the-door family because that's what you do when you go to the bathroom. But this family, I think that it it was an entire family of women, and they had a dad who was a very, like, sweet, sensitive dad, the kind of dad you would expect to have just, like, an entire, everybody else is a woman, they have a bunch of kids, a bunch of daughters, that kind of thing, really nice, good family, but uh, I was at her birthday party, and the door was open. Like, I would dare say that there were between five to ten inches of openness, like no it wouldn't give you any impression somebody's in there and i walked over to go to the bathroom and i opened it up and i walk in on her and she's sitting on the toilet the birthday girl and i immediately was like oh my god and i and i immediately left and i closed the door not something you expect to happen at you know one of your first boy girl birthday parties when you're 12 13 years old and she looked shocked And then her dad saw it happen. And after I was like far away from the bathroom, which I don't take any, I will, I am not to blame. The door wasn't closed and simply unlocked. The door was open. There's no way I could have known somebody was in there. I'm not a pervert. But to make the matter worse, to add insult to injury, after I closed the door, her dad walked over, and he, like, opened up the door a little bit, and he, like, just, like, barely stuck his head in, and he said, are you okay? And I was like, oh, God. Like, (laughs) oh, God. And like I said, he was this very sweet, soft-spoken, sensitive guy, and I never even, like, they were close family friends But I don't even remember a conversation that I ever had with him. Like, I remember him at my house for dinner. I remember seeing him at like every social function growing up. But he's one of those guys where, like, there were i I, I, there were dads who I used to talk to. We would talk about things. But he, you know, he wasn't very macho. He was a hunter. Interestingly, he was very into hunting. So you know, he was and like fishing. Like he was outdoorsy. Like it's. I'm not saying the guy was a wimp at all. I'm just saying he was. He was just this kind of introverted guy. Like, I don't think he was into sports. Like, he wouldn't talk to you about football or anything. And he had a family of daughters, too. So that that changes the way a man. Like, he he probably didn't know how to interact with, like, boys or whatever. But uh, when he walked over after I accidentally walked in on his daughter going pee, the fact that he, like, just stuck his head in a little bit. goes, are you okay? Like, I did something horrible. I felt awful. I was like, oh, my God. Is she okay? <laughs> so that was the girl who, who said the school bus thing. That was the girl who gossiped about me. It's like I don't know if that's coming full circle. I don't know if there, <laughs> I don't know I don't know that I can connect those events in any way. But those are two memories I have of it. But are you okay? But then you know, speaking of like families having their own bathroom culture, I had this friend and he went to us, there was this new kid who came to our school and he had two older brothers and they were just like these all American boys. Like they played sports. They all had like uh, square jaws. They all had super American names, like the most American names you could imagine. Like the boys were named like Michael, David and Peter or something, you know, these biblical. They were named after angels, apostles or something. And they came to our school, and like it was known that they had a single father, which was rare. Like I had a single mother, and a bunch of kids had a single mother, but it was pretty rare growing up where I grew up for someone to just have a dad at home and that's it. And one of my good friends like got invited over for a sleepover, and there was something always awkward about that because like new kids would come to your school and nobody knew them, and sometimes they were just the new kid and like nobody really engaged with them, but sometimes they were kind of. Sometimes they kind of put themselves out there. Like I told that story on here about how this kid invited me to his birthday and his weird nerdy dad was like, we played basketball on the street and his, his weird nerdy dad was like dunking on us. Like we were like 12 years old and his dad was like schooling, like his dad was not an athletic macho guy. It was like his one opportunity to be good at basketball against these freaking midget kids. And it was really off-putting because, like, this kid's dad, nobody knew the kid. He was brand new to our school, and he, he, like, basically just told his mom to invite, like, a handful of boys from his class. And uh, we ended up playing street basketball, and his dad was, like, dunking on us and, like, taking the ball away. It's like, you're not supposed to use your age to your advantage against a bunch of kids, dude. And the fact that he was this, it wasn't like he was this, like, alpha male dad who was just like, oh, I'm, I'm... I'm having fun just teaching you, teaching you what it's like to get schooled. It was like this weird nerdy dad who was like his first opportunity to be good at basketball against somebody, and none of the kids knew his son because he was new. It was just an awkward situation. But my friend got invited to this other new kid's sleepover, and uh, it was it's actually a really sweet story because my friend's mom called my mom. This is Gossip. She called my mom. She's like, oh, you know, my son got invited to this sleepover. You know, she kind of judged him a little bit. I don't think in a mean way, but she was like, she told us about it afterwards. She was like, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I knew it was this single dad with three boys. And I just imagined like I was going to take my son to their house and it was just going to be like chaos and it was going to be a mess. And like the dad wasn't going to like feed them. It's just like, you know, it's going to be like dropping my son off in like a cave or something. And she said she took her son there and like she walked in and like the dad had laid out like bowls of snacks. And he had a whole plan for like the movies that they were going to watch. And like really warms your heart. You know, it really warms your heart that like this single dad with his three boys like laid out a bowl of popcorn and chips and like had a plan. It bring, It truly brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, I actually have, <laughs> I actually have a tear coming to my eye right now. I didn't even know this family, but it's like just that story. That like, like I remember this mom telling my mom, and I overheard it, and she was just like, "Yeah, you know, I didn't expect anything. I thought I was just gonna drop my kid off, and like I was worried. Who, who's this single dad? And uh, just hearing that this dad had like really gone all out to make this like welcoming, fun environment for this sleepover. It's like. That's a dad who's doing it right you know that's a dad who's, who's really putting the effort in but to get back to <laughs> to get back to the <laughs> to, get, to get back to the bathroom culture <laughs> to get back to the bathroom culture, the kid my friend who went to that sleepover, he told us about it because again it's like gossip it's like oh the new kid. You stayed the night at his house? That's crazy. Like, tell us about it. And so, like, the next week the next week at school, like, he came in and he was like, yeah, he's like, the weird thing is, is, like, they all piss with the door open. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense that it's, like, it's a dad and his three sons that they just piss with the door open. And they probably, just like that girl at the birthday party I went to, like, she probably forgot that... You're supposed to close the door like when she's at home with her sisters and her dad who's a very like sweet guy like she probably just leaves the door a little bit open. It's probably just that kind of family whereas like this family of boys with a single father they're just dudes and they just go in and piss makes sense to me. But this kid who went to the sleepover my friend at the sleepover he was like shocked because like you don't do that in front of strangers. Like, I would never think, like, even though we, all, which is funny because, like, we all go into public restrooms with people we know and people we don't know. Like, if you work at a job that has, you know, a multi person restroom, like, you go in there and you piss at a urinal right next to your coworker. So it's really not that weird that you would, like, it's, it shouldn't be weird if I'm with a male friend at my house. It shouldn't be weird for me to go in the bathroom and just start pissing and not think anything of it, and maybe some people do that, but it's funny that that then feels weird when with that same friend, I'll walk up to a urinal and just piss, and to be fair, you know, as the very first or one of the first night schools explained many years ago, I'm a pee-shy guy. I'm, a, I'm what we call a pee-shy guy. I'm a pee-shy guy. I am. I'm very pee-shy, although I feel like I'm less now. I actually had that realization in Target today. I went into Target and had to use the restroom. See, I don't like to talk about bathroom stuff, but here I am. And I realized I was like, you know, I don't even, like there was another guy in the bathroom and I was like, I don't even feel pee shy anymore. (laughs) But no, in general, I'm a very pee shy guy. I have a long history of pee shyness. But that said, it's like, I'll, I'll use a public restroom and like, who cares that somebody sees me at a urinal? But yet, if I'm in a home, it feels very strange to not close the door. But it makes sense, you know, that this family of boys just pisses. But, like, to have a new friend over and then to not register, it shows you, like, how your habits form. And it's like like that girl leaving the door a little bit open. That's just her habit. That's probably how her and her sisters go to the bathroom. She forgot that she was having a birthday party and boys were there. When that kid went to the other kid's house, like they just piss with the door open. A bunch, a family of savage boys. Doesn't matter that the dad laid out a platter of treats and snacks and made everything really nice. It, you know, he might have tried to be a maternal that night. It doesn't change the fact that it's a family of boys and they're savages and they just piss. I bet that kid doesn't even remember. Like, I bet my friend, my childhood friend, who I haven't talked to in many years, he's a woman now. My that's what that's what's funny, too, is my friend who went over to the uh, the savage boy house. I learned he's become a woman in the last few years. So that's interesting. But anyway, another time I remember being gossiped about my first two memories of the school bus story. And then I was over at my neighbor's house and I, you know, I I had this, there was this family that lived next door and we were just in and out of each other's houses. Our moms were close. Our families were close. It turns out this was a total, this was just like a synchronicity or a coincidence, but it turns out my friend's mom, my friend, my friend's mom's grandpa was one of my grandpa's best friends. And that we didn't know that until later, so our families had this weird, deep history to you know that we didn't even plan. But it was one of those situations because like my friend's mom was a lot younger than my mom, so like her grandpa would be the same age as my dad's dad, or a little bit older, or whatever. But they used to be drinking buddies, when my grandpa still drank, and so there was this history there. But we were always in and out of each other's houses; like they lived next door. So I was just I would go over there. We would. Somebody would order a pizza. We would just do whatever. We were running in and out of each other's yards. Just a wonderful time, you know, when you think about that. But there was this brief little period of time. I don't know if many people remember this or if it was regional or what it was, but McDonald's did delivery. And this feels like a dream or something. Like, this feels like something. This feels like one of those really, like, banal things that would happen in a dream. It's like you have a dream that McDonald's delivers food to your house in weird little white trucks, with an M on the side. But there was this period of time where I don't like I said I don't know if it was regional or if every McDonald's was doing this across the country, but there was this little period in the probably the early 90s where McDonald's was like experimenting with delivery like a pizza man and they had these trucks. They were like these little white trucks, like pickup trucks. And they had the McDonald's logo on the side. And they would come to your house with the bags of food. Really fucking weird to think about. It shouldn't be. But it's really weird to think of McDonald's delivering to your house. And this family that was next door. Like we weren't a McDonald's family. Like I'm a Pepsi guy. I'm a Burger King guy. I've never driven a truck. But I'm a Ford guy. Whereas there's other people and they're... Coca-cola McDonald's and Chevrolet people I'm a Pepsi Burger King and Ford guy you can judge me for it but that's that's what I am I was a if I had a choice like if my mom and I were out running errands and we needed food we would go to Burger King McDonald's was right across the street but we'd go to Burger King but the neighbors they were a McDonald's family and they actually had a Chevy they had a Chevrolet and they uh they were probably a coca-cola family too i don't remember but i think they were probably a coca-cola family but uh, they 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 were into this because mcdonald's was now delivering they would order it if the kids were over like they would just be like oh we're ordering mcdonald's and the the little the weird little truck would pull up in front of your house and uh one time like some moms were there and we were eating our McDonald's and I remember my friend's mom saying to one of the other moms again in kind of a hushed tone pretty much the same exact voice that the girl talking about me coloring the school bus orange used and the mom said to the other mom like they were talking about like the kids eating habits and she goes Eric never eats his fries Eric never eats his fries but in kind of a hushed tone, like it was scandalous. And I remember being like, whoa. She she noticed that. And he's gossiping about me. <laughs> and, and again, this was a really sweet woman. This wasn't like one of these moms who's a drama queen. Really sweet, good-hearted woman. You know, really, really nice, sweet woman. Like... She wasn't even saying, like, it was a bad thing, but it was, like, science or something. Like, she had observed the fact that I didn't eat my fries, which you'd think would be a good thing. Yeah, I guess it's a waste of food. And, like, over time, I, I certainly have eaten my fill of French fries, let me tell you. But I do remember that. I do vaguely remember as a kid that I wouldn't always eat my fries, or I would just have a few. And I guess it's a waste of food or something but it seems like a good thing. Like, it seems like a good thing that a kid wouldn't eat a ton of unhealthy food. And I ate shitty food. It wasn't like I was healthy. I was the fattest kid in the room. But the fact that she said to the other mom, like, Eric never eats his fries. I was just like, whoa. She told somebody that. Like, she's talking about me. My ears are burning. So it's, it's funny that I have those memories. It's funny that like, I was probably five years old in both those stories. They were probably around the same time. I've been gossiped about since then. But it also shows you like... How uh, the compulsion to kind of just gossip about somebody. The compulsion to gossip about anything. Because those are, those are such unimportant details about a human being. Oh, he, he colored the school bus orange. He never eats his fries. It's such a weird detail to notice about somebody. And I mean, obviously, I talk about all kinds of crazy shit. I notice all kinds of crazy shit. But at an early age, like, overhear somebody saying that about you didn't hurt me. (laughs) Didn't hurt me. It just made me aware of, like, oh, people, people will notice little things you do that I guess are atypical, and they will convey those to somebody else and what and two with the moms talking like the other mom who i didn't know it was like some other kid's mom who i wasn't friends with so i didn't really know her she was like uh-huh like like she responded as if it was interesting information like she didn't go like who cares who cares if eric eats his fries so who gives a shit like she nodded along and was like oh Oh, really? You know, it was like as if it was interesting. Because it didn't, because the thing is, in that situation, it doesn't even matter what you're saying. When you're gossiping like that, it doesn't even matter what you're saying about the person. All you're doing is just being like, this person does this. And someone goes, oh, really? Okay. But I never forgot it. Not because I have a grudge. Not because these were mean people who had it out for me. Not because there was some conspiracy. Just because it was an early lesson for me. And I was like, oh. People will notice tiny little things that you do or don't do and they will share that with other people in a hushed tone behind your back. People do pay attention. People are so aware. Like you would think that a parent wouldn't even notice that. But it goes back to a point that I make over and over again on here, which is that people are so much more aware than they're willing to admit to. And sometimes they let it slip. Sometimes they let it slip that they noticed that you colored the school bus orange and not yellow. Sometimes they let somebody know that you don't always eat your fries. There's a pattern here. I've observed Eric eating McDonald's enough times that I know he doesn't eat his fries. It's scientific. You could profile me that way. I see a land where children can run free.